Welcome everyone to another episode of the D'Arville Warriors postgame show. I'm your host with the most, the QB, Jeremy Forehand. We're brought to you here on the Talking Ball Y'all app. Make sure you subscribe and download and follow all of the Talking Ball Y'all groups. The Pearl River Central, Bobberville, Picayune, and of course, your D'Arville Warriors. On with the show, folks. So let's go. We're going to recap last night's game. Uh, it was a rough one there at Warriors Stadium. You know, the first half, maybe not so much. But that second half was a struggle. You know, we had our shot right in that third quarter to change, turn the momentum and change the game around. But uh, just couldn't couldn't get it done on that first drive and and Columbia just continued to pull press and press and press and just pound us so going to give you a little bit of a breakdown of the score and so uh, Columbia scored the two times there in the first quarter to go up I believe at the time it was 13 to nothing they had a offsides penalty on the uh, one of the extra points Columbia chose to go for two and did not make it made it 13 to zero and then the Warriors got their first touchdown of the season there in the early second quarter. Andre Crosby with a five-yard five yard touchdown run. Extra point by Jackson Caligari was good. It was 13-7 heading into the middle of the third quarter. Middle of the second quarter, I'm sorry. Then on the kickoff, Columbia returns the kickoff. So we go from... Down six to down 14 again. Uh, and then Warriors were able to pull out a 37-yard field goal by Jackson, 36-yard field goal by Jackson Caligari with 32 seconds to go in, until half. It was 20-10 to 10 Columbia at the half. Warriors were uh, coming out. They were receiving the second-half kickoff. I thought we had a shot to, you know, put a little jolt into this game, try to pull some momentum back our way. You know, and uh, this this Columbia team, we'll talk about it here a little bit more, but this was a very athletic bunch coming two years removed from their state championship. So, you know, they had a lot of athletes all on both sides of the ball. But moving forward, so no score. There was no scoring in the third quarter. We held tight, and then their quarterback connected on another TD pass. It was his third of the night to push the score to – 27 to 10. And then they also ripped off another 53-yard TD run after that to make it 34 to 10. And then Warriors were trying to push it down the field to get some get some points to get in back in that into play here and were stopped at fourth down close to midfield. Columbia was bringing their guys in on offense, and the quarterback noticed that they they had a receiver come in late on the play. Quarterback sees him, signal, you know, hand on top of the head, gives him the signal to go, you know, tells him to go long, threw an interception, and then Warriors in turn a couple plays later end up connecting on a 66-yard touchdown pass. Connor Jones to Keelan. Keelan Stepter, 66-yard touchdown for the final tally. Final score, Columbia 40, 
the Arborville 17. It was a tough night. Uh, the Warriors had their, their spots, you know. They were trying to – Coach Ladner had that offense trying to hit that ed, the edge, edge, edge all the time. And Columbia was egging them on and letting them go to the edge because they knew they had enough speed to make those tackles. So you could see the little bit of changes that we that at times helped a little bit where they were starting to cut their runs up the field. It was just they couldn't get any consistent movement on the offense. They had about two or three or four drives in the middle of the game that were really, really good and resulted in some points, you know, the 10 points right there before half. But then there was just some where we, you know, we'd get a couple, we'd get three or we'd lose four and then we'd incomplete a pass. Next thing you know, we're behind the sticks. So, you know, it is a, it is their first game. I don't want anybody to think, hey, we're, it's time to burn the boat. No, it's the first game, folks. Calm your britches, okay? Calm down. First game, okay? There is a lot more football to play. And let me, re- let me tell you what I told the kids after we talked after the game. This is the first game. This game will not affect – how this team is or finishes at the end of the year. People have to remember that. I know it's a lot of what have you done for me lately, especially around this area where I'm at. So just bear with them. Stay behind these kids. They got a long ways to go. They got things to figure out. They got correctable mistakes. You'll hear me and Coach Ladner talking about it later. Correctable mistakes that can be fixed. So uh, just Think about that going forward. We're going to have a few interviews here in a minute with Coach Ladner, with Kevin Rogers, with Andre Crosby, and with Jackson Calgary. Then we're going to preview the Gaucher Gators, next week's opponent. But I'm going to also go ahead and blend in a little bit of chatter about these other games and these other scores along the coast. But I'm going to be right back with you here in just a second, giving you some stats from this last night's game along with talking about the other coast sport scores here so stay tuned if you're looking for that special bottle of wine for that romantic dinner all the ingredients to make cocktails for the best party ever or just want something cold to drink during tailgating and football season stop by dane's liquor and wines they have many selections of fine wines and spirits and they're located at 10394 the iberville boulevard suite 8 or give them a call at 228-207-0528. Welcome back to the Diarville Warrior postgame show. Uh, back here, checking out these stats from last night's game for the Diarville Warriors. You know, the offense overall had 310 yards, 94 passing. Uh, Connor Jones was 5 of 11 for 94 yards with one touchdown. You know, he had his... Connor did have his spots at times, you know, where he might have he 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 missed he missed a couple passes, but he also had a couple passes that should have been could have been should have been caught. So overall, with it being his first you know official start, not the jamboree, he did a, he did a heck of a job. Uh, I, you know, he's not throwing he's making good precise decisions. He's not throwing bad balls. He's not throwing 
spots. He's he's throwing two guys, so I think it's the the ceiling is way out there. He's got a long way to go, but I think he's got a high ceiling ahead of him. So looking forward to a lot of things from Connor Jones. Um, Warriors offense did rush for two hundred sixteen yards, led by the the duo Kevin Rogers and Andre Crosby. Rodgers had 11 carries for 51 yards and also had one catch for 10 yards. Crosby had the 15 carries for 67 yards and a rushing touchdown and also had one catch for six yards. And like we talked about earlier, Keelan Stepter, one catch, 66 yards for a touchdown. Not a bad average for this kid to start. Uh, He also had 49 yards on kickoff returns. And then, as all you know, we'll talk to him later on. But the super sophomore, uh, I may just start. I may change up his nickname every week. But uh, Jackson Caligari, two for two on PATs, and he had a 36-yard field goal, along with one touchback. Uh, you know, coach talks about it in our inter- when we inter- when we talked it last night, and he brought up about the fact that you know it may not be a per se a young team you know it's not a lot of sophomores freshmen that sort of thing but this is a team that has has a lot of folks on it that has not had varsity action and Kevin Roberts and I talked about it on the on the broadcast for the game it's a lot different playing that Monday night football as opposed to playing that Friday night football you know that JV action is a little bit different than that varsity action you know, especially if you have these teams coming in, A, that you're not used to seeing, and B, you know, this team from Columbia, I look to make a rush for that state championship in 4A. I mean, they're two years removed from a title, and they're a very well-coached team, very good players all the way around, a lot of athletes, and a, and a good quarterback. You know, that's another key, too, as well. But uh, enough – Enough about the game last night. I want to I want to go on these scores from around the coast, the lower six counties, and uh, it's a, you know it's gonna, we're going to call it the scoreboard segment. Shocker of a name, right? And I'm going to bring some I'm going to bring some little touches of humor and touches of sound effects while we're at it okay and y'all know i like my wrestling so just bear with me so here we go with the scoreboard segment let me talk to you yeah yeah so starting off uh big matchup in the metro area uh ocean springs greyhounds traveled up to the jungle to take on the madison central jaguars talk to our buddy shep and you know it sounds like Ocean Springs' defense is still to form as they were last year. You know, really, really good defense. Trace Carter, Talon Carter, and that whole bunch on Ocean Springs. Uh, they had a little bit of a weird last three to four minutes of the game. And, you know, basically grounds up 14 to 10. Ocean Springs intercepts the ball with about, you know, under two minutes to go on they intercept the ball in the Jaguars nine nineteen yard line, I believe it is. And eventually they get a they get a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty 
after the interception because apparently a lot of the guys come off the bench to celebrate. And they were pinned deep in their own territory. Madison Central had all three timeouts. They used those timeouts every time after Ocean Springs run, which forces Ocean Springs to punt with around a minute, so a little bit more than a minute, somewhere in their neighborhood. Uh, Ocean Springs has the quarterback run around as long as he can and then step out of the end zone for the safety, which would make it 14-12 to 12 at the time. On the ensuing kickoff, Ocean Springs kick, you know, is obviously punting or kicking off whatever you want to call it from their 20. Madison Central gets a, a good return to the 44-yard line. Anyways, they get a couple passes, boom, 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 and then they have a a field goal attempt. Well, on the said field goal attempt, the first one, Ocean Springs is called for offsides, so they move it five yards forward. We're re-kicking. Second one, he gets it off. He hits the upright. It's no good. But flag on the play. Ocean Springs had a guy jump to center. So it's a penalty. Boom. It knocks it to the – ends up being inside of the 10. Guy kicks a 20-yard field goal to win. Ocean Springs loses a heartbreaker 15-14, you know, to start week one. Uh, here's one that was very much a shocker to a few folks. Granted, if you're around the area and know, you know, some of the happenings or maybe not some of the happenings, Noriel White not playing for the Yellow Jackets, and it showed because Van Cleve pulled it out and said, Fatality. 42-7, the Bulldogs over the Yellow Jackets. The Cleve was pretty happy to be putting 42 up on the Jackets. Those Jackson County schools, those those in-county schools that are all in together, a lot more uh, rivalry to them than you than you may realize. Uh, earlier we talked about it. Columbia came to town and, and put a beat down here on the Warriors, 40-17. to 17. Warriors have potential to, to push it forward, but we're going to have to just see how it works. Got a very, very revamped offensive line that may take some work in to get to it, but it's gonna it'll it'll come around. Just stick to it. Nah, I'm not sure how to play this one, but uh Harrison Central defeated Ridgeland twenty one to twelve. That was one of the games in the Port City Bowl. Of course, they split the games because of the heat. They played that game in Lyman. Uh the Red Rebels starting off season one and oh. And then here we go with the Oyster Bowl. Uh, Pearl, past Christiana Long Beach. The Bearcats, I believe, were at one point was up, I believe, 21-7 to or 14-7 to early in the first or second quarter, and the Pirates just turned it on there late in the second half to win 49-21 to to win the Oyster Bowl. Great name, by the way, for a, a rivalry game. And then... It's a good old, you got to love a good old Catholic school matchup. Uh, St. Patrick's and Sacred Heart. The Crusaders from Sacred Heart end up winning 2-188-13 to start the season. West Harrison Hurricanes, tight matchup. Great. Would probably This looks like a great matchup that, to be seen here. 41-40, West Harrison comes out with a first number victory number one. Congrats, Quincy Patrick in the – West Harrison Hurricanes on your first win of the season. 
this was I didn't know what to expect on this due to you know we've talked about it on on a separate show George County Rebels 28 East Central 7 George County you know has two guys transfer out early before the season specifically quarterback numero uno you know Deuce Knight he was going to be a big key contributor to the Rebels but Apparently the rebels said, "We good. We'll we'll take care of business against the the, the Jackson County. You know the the guys just south of us. Twenty eight seven had a big rushing game by the the quarterback and the running back there, George County, to uh, win twenty eight seven. Popperville may be trending not so. They're not. I don't know what to expect from this. You know, Popperville has had a string of you know less." seven, eight seasons where they've been, you know, South State, state championship, you know, runner-ups, all of that. Well, not so good on this first game. Uh, Jefferson Davis County, 32, Popperville, 14. Uh, I know I know Jay Beach and that comp- and company there will get it turned around and make a push here for the rest of the remainder of the season. Uh, South Pike. Comes down to Carrier and uh, beats the Blue Devils 34-0. Tough start for the PRC Blue Devils. You know, a new head coach. Uh, St. Stanislaus. I wasn't sure how this was going to play out. St. Stanislaus 31, Forest County 6. Um, we saw the Rocket Charles in person last week. They got a good quarterback that can move around and throw the ball a little bit. Got a little bit of size on the line, on both defensive line, offensive line. That could create some havoc there with the uh, 3A team. So, and then Hancock. Hancock made the long, odd trip to Natchez. I don't know if I've ever been to Natchez, but long trip to Natchez, apparently. 42-20, to 20, the Hancock Hawks. And... But the one that I'm looking at the most, I don't know. Let me let me switch my computer screen so I can see some more scores. Here we go. That's what I'm looking for. So Resurrection 29 to 6, 26 over Bay High. The Battle of the Cats, Pascagoula and Moss Point. Yet another fatality. I mean, the Pascagoula Panthers put it all over the Tigers. John Feaster. First game as Moss Point Tiger head coach. Panthers came in and, and put some business on that field there. 31-0. Biloxi Indians, uh, looks like their quarterback had a, had a really good game. They whoop up on the Tomcats from Stone, 44-14. Here's another. Fatality. Uh, Goport, 42-0 over Gaucher to start the season. That's the second game from the Port City Bowl played in at Milner Stadium. But to all the guys in in Pearlover County, specifically in Picayune, you know, the uh, Picayune Maroon Tide headed up to the metro area as well to play the Brandon Bulldogs. That's a top 10 matchup there between teams. Picayune comes out 28-21, to and when Picayune finished that game, they looked at him and said, Acknowledge me! Yeah. Yeah, it's big, big matchup right there. Big game, probably really good atmosphere to be at. So, great games all the way around. Had some, had some 
scores. I, I was thinking week one we're going to find out how people are going to how the season's going to go with everybody. Everybody's form is going to come true. Well, now I'm thinking, eh, eh. I got to wait and see another week. So we'll get back to you. We're going to continue with the show. Uh, Coach Coach Josh Ladner. Like I say, we've got Coach Ladner, Coach Kevin Rogers, Andre Crosby, Jackson Calgary, the Arville Warrior Post Game Show, where we talk about the black and gold. So stick to it. Hang tight. Get ready for an action-packed season with the D'Iberville High Warriors and David Cranning All-State Agency, proud supporter of D'Iberville Warrior football. Just as the Warriors defend their turf, the David Cranning All-State Agency is here to defend what matters most to you. Join the winning spirit this season. Swing by the David Cranning All-State Agency to explore your insurance options tailored just for you or reach out at 228-300-4880. Remember, you're in good hands with David Cranning All-State. Joining me now on the podcast is Kevin Rogers, number five, the running back, defensive back for the Warriors, the senior. Tough way to start. You know, I know it wasn't the way y'all wanted it to go, but, uh, you know, we had our bright spots here and there. Uh, how do you, how do you feel with uh, how the offense was over all, all the way around? Um, first, I'll say first half, we played, we played all right, but we could have done better. Tried to make some adjustments coming out the second half. Didn't really work. Until uh, that late play call with the pass to Keelan, I think we did all right, but we still got a long way to go, as you can tell about score. So yeah, I mean that was a very athletic team. You know, a lot of speed all over the place. Team two years remain from removed from a state championship. You know, it wasn't a slump of a team. You know, but uh, what do you what do you see along that line that needs to be imp- that you need to improve on, or you know, all the way around, just not not with you yourself, but all the way around with the whole team. Uh, I just think. We just need to be, I would say more physical, but, I mean, physicality was there. It's just alignment and assignment, I would say. Uh, just Execution sw- kind of stand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, they would switch on the line and stuff. We would adjust. To try, they try to adjust to us. We'd line up in the formation. They'd switch and move, and I think we just got to work on that. Watching more film as a team, I think we'll adjust and get better. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting there a little bit late. Did you did you get your stat line or anything, or do you have any clue? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I think it was a you, – you had every the offense had its bright spots, mm-hmm. you know. There was a good, couple good run plays. You know, I noticed that, you know, you could tell me if Coach brought this up at halftime. It noticed in the on the jets and the speeds, y'all were cutting it up as opposed yeah. to trying to push it to the sideline. Mm-hmm. Is that something you brought up at halftime? Yeah, we noticed it, like – beginning of the game they kept wanting us to go outside so they could tackle us out there but we cut it up it was there every yeah, time yeah because these guys these guys kind of match y'all speed for speed yeah. y'all weren't going to outrun these guys mm-hmm. so they were just trying to get you where they could get you as opposed to cutting up on them uh, exactly any any particular play or any calls during the game that you you thought hey i got one here and then it just didn't develop uh i would say Scott was there for me. It's just they would ankle bite and make those tackles. Oh, the the uh, the waggle play, the H throwback. Yes, I was there. It was just a little bit overthrown, but I really should have got there. I think I didn't make it. I mean, I think it's you know I, I'm going to equate this basically. It's a first game jitter kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of lot of guys on this team that haven't played that are just now getting around to getting a heavy dose of action, and it's a you know we brought it up on the broadcast. It's it's 
it's not totally different from Monday to Friday, you know, right. playing on Monday night and playing on Friday night, but it's a big difference. So, you know, just just continue to prep the guys on and push them and, you know, improve week by week. This this game is not going to mean anything for how the end of the season goes, right. okay? Right, yes, sir. So just keep up with it and keep, keep pumping and let's go, all right? Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, buddy. Kevin Rogers running back. Diablo Warriors here. Hey, did you know that Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers is the fastest growing dealership on the coast? They have been serving the Gulf Coast for almost a decade with quality pre-owned vehicles. Their customer service starts when you drive into the lot and continues long after the sale is final. They have financing options that are guaranteed to get you into a vehicle that fits your needs and a price that fits your budget. They have two locations to serve you at 10276 Rodriguez Street in Diaberville. That phone number is 228-641-4798. Also, 11477 Highway 49 in Gulfport. And that phone number is 228-875-5556. Just remember, good credit, bad credit, or funky credit, you're always approved at Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers. Joining me now on the broadcast is uh, Andre Crosby, number six, the running back for D'Arville, uh Junior, is correct? That, yes. Um Andre had the lone touchdown for the Warrior offense. Or I'm take that back. He had the first touchdown for the Warrior offense. We had the late pass reception. Uh, how do you feel? Everything went so far as uh, obviously the score didn't go the way we wanted. But yeah. how do you feel as as though how the offense worked this evening? Um. Early on, you know, like you said earlier, we had them those first game jitters. The first quarter. Uh, we did it. The ball, the game didn't go our way. We were making, we were making um, little mistakes that um, we have to later on. We have to execute, like just clean them up. You just a, need to clean those. Out. But a, yeah, it's tonight's first half. It, it looked very similar to how that the jamboree went, in my opinion. Mm, you know, a, everything was. We had the kickoff return against Stanislaus and then all of a sudden we're down and then mm. second half second part of the jamboree y'all just pounding and pounding and pounding and begin to wear them down I think if we would play four quarters against him yeah. it's it's not an issue but uh Different game. I thought y'all were getting to that point did it seem that way in yeah. the second quarter where y'all were getting to that point mm-hmm. until you hit halftime yeah I went into halftime thinking they were all tired we had the edge like all that and then third quarter hit I don't know like the offense just we weren't we weren't making plays. Yeah, kind of kind of just uh, hit a hit a wall almost. But uh, you know that I, I think the key drive was that beginning of that third quarter, mm. get the opening kickoff. Yeah. You know we're only down ten. We get some momentum and can get some points. I think we got a shot. Mm. But uh, you know we lost the the turned it over on downs. You know yeah. and they come right back and score. So. Yeah. Just got to keep the guys in check, you know. Just don't let it, don't everybody fall, don't let everybody fall off the table. You know, it's exactly. one game. You know, four quarters. It's all we played. It's nothing major. Mm. Um, just continue to push along. You know, and how do you feel going in with coach rotating so many backs, mm. keeping you fresh? Does that seem to help y'all get through those four quarters in this heat? Yeah, I um, like the other team, they were cramping all that. I was, I was good. If I could have played two more quarters. Yeah. So I was good. I like the rotation. Um, yeah. I like. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, coaches, he's trying to mix in some passes when he can and things like that. Uh, just continue to work, continue to get better. You know, it's one yeah. we got plenty more games for you, okay? Yeah. appreciate your time. Thanks. That's Andre Crosby running back for D'Arville. Had a great game tonight. Thanks, Andre. Joining me now on the podcast is sophomore kicker Jackson Caligari. Had a 37-yard field goal tonight, if I remember. If I get my math right, I believe. I think it was a 36. Okay, I'll work with you. Okay. I'm trying to give you – I'm trying to put you up there a little bit more. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, You know, how – First of all, tell me how different it feels sophomore season as compared to being a freshman coming up to kick. Well, I feel like coach trusts me a little bit more. I'm, I'm glad that he let me kick that. I think I think that shows something that he's going to let me do some stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. giving you a little little bit a uh, little bit of push in the back, getting you ready cuz eventually, you know, those points may make a difference further on down the line, down the schedule. Um mm-hmm. How did you feel the kickoffs went. I know we had a couple breakdowns in coverage, and you know, but overall, how did you feel on your kickoffs all night? I mean, I think I think they were good kicks. Just I should, I think I should get it in the end zone. I mean, we go deep left. Yeah, that's what we should do. Kick them to the left. I mean, they were deep, but I think I think I should be able to get them in the end zone. I don't think. They should have an I mean, you're not far from it. You know, the, I think you had that one landed about the – it bounced off his arms at about the three. So, I mean, yeah, you, you're a sophomore, so don't get don't beat yourself up too bad about it, okay? I know you I know you play soccer. You got that in you, I know. But just mm-hmm. uh, don't 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 worry about that. It'll come. All right. Uh, what do you think needs to improve? What are you going to do to improve to get those instead of that 36-yarder, maybe a 40-yarder? Is there anything you think you can improve on to help out? Well, I think I think the weight room has a big deal to do with it. I mean, I think I have a pretty good form kicking. I think I think the weight room is going to be a big part of it. And then really just get consistent with it. I mean, I made it, but how many times can I make it in a row? Correct. That's a good, good thought. Good thought process right there. So uh, I joked with you earlier. I said, you're in the situation that my kids are in. One parent went to D'Irville, one parent went to St. Martin. So uh, do you me- ever mess with your dad about having to wear that D'Irville gear? Uh, not really. I mean. You're just kind of used to it at this point? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Well, just just bring it up to your dad. See what he thinks about the old days. The old, it ain't like it used to be. Put it that way. But uh, you know, I, I, I love your family. Your mom, dad. They they're known them for my whole life practically. Uh, just continue doing what you're doing. Okay, everybody's watching. I'm, we're proud of you. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right, Jackson Caligari, kicker for the Warriors here. Hockey fans, Seawolves Action is back at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum November 18th. Head to our website, MississippiSeawolves.com, or call our office today, 228-999-8333. If you're looking for that cool Seawolves merch, head to SeawolvesMerch.com and check out our online store today offering great merchandise deals. Thank you to the Talking Ball Podcast, official partners of the Mississippi Seawolves. Joining me now is head coach Josh Ladner. 
Coach, it uh, definitely isn't what you drew up for the uh, to happen on the first night. Uh, kids played – they played their hearts out. You know, they had their bright spots, but then we just had a couple little hiccups here and there. And, uh, you know, what else can you say other than that, right? Yeah, we um, – you know, bottom line, you know, we uh, we didn't play well. Um, on special teams, uh, especially, you know, when I look at the, I look at the score, um, it's not indicative of how close it probably should have been. I'm not saying we should have won the football game by any means, but if you take off two special teams touchdowns um, and we correct that, it's a lot closer of a football game. We got to finish drives. We got to execute better. Um, you know, I feel like we. Kind of had them where we wanted them coming out the half. Um, you know, it, it really um, was where, you know, we felt good about it. Felt like we had, uh, we our guys looked like they, you know, had a lot left in the tank. Their guys didn't. Felt like that was to our advantage. But uh, we just did not come out offensively and execute at all. Defensively, we did not tackle well at all. So we got to get back and get better. Yeah, like you said, that. Going in twenty to ten, and then coming out with the ball, getting the kickoff. You know, it probably if we get any kind of points on that first drive, probably changes everything. Uh, mm. Let's talk about the offense to get started. Um, I like the fact that we had numerous guys in the game mm. on the you know and running the ball to to multiple guys. Uh, what can you say about how your running backs and, and receivers played there running the ball? Well, that was the plan. Um, I mean, we met before the game, and that's sort of something that um, we've gotten um, accustomed to, um, even from our practice. So our guys are uh, real good at rotating. We don't do that as coaches. They do that. Um, they rotate about every three plays, and they all know that if one person has a big play, they automatically go back in. And um, they do a really good job of balancing that out um, on their own. And uh, I mean, by looking at it, it looks like we balanced out the carries. So it just takes something off of me that they take that as ownership. You know, they kind of, and I trust them all. Like there's no one single back that I don't trust. I trust all of them to do a good job. And and they do, um, they know how to execute and they know how to take care of business. Um, um, but, uh, you know, hats off to Columbia. And, you know, I need to mention that, you know, Coach Bilderback's a great coach and uh, he does a great job with that team. Not only were they talented, but they were in shape, they were, uh, focused and he had them ready for everything that we were going to do. So hats off to them. Yeah, Good they job. they seem to have their defensive guys, and every time we wanted to go somewhere, they had one guy, if mm. not multiple guys, yeah, blowing it up at times. You know, it was just mm. a very well coached defense. But back to the offense, let me just say, you know, um, you asked about the offense, but we we have, um, and it's no excuse, but you know, we have, I think, um, Kevin. Jamel um, are the only two kids on on the offense that actually started every ball game last year um, and played every ball game. Last year, some of the guys spot played, but every single person on defense, ex with the exception of three, Marquise, um, Kevin, and Jamel, are all either juniors or sophomores. Yeah. So several several sophomores, but shoot, probably eight out of eleven are first year ever starting, including my quarterback who. 
you know, honestly, did he play a perfect game? No, but as a as his first time starting on Friday night, I did. I thought he played pretty good. Yeah, I was just about to ask you how you thought of Connor's first first action. He, you know, I thought he played excellent. You, you know, know he had. We, a, I think he had a couple throws he probably would like back. You yeah, know, like no every other quarterback. But yeah. I mean, he didn't make a mis- he didn't cause a mistake. No, he didn't did make a mistake. You no, know, in fact, I thought he I thought he threw some balls that surprised some guys, and they weren't ready for it. If I'm being honest, like I thought, uh, I thought the pass to uh, Kevin right there before the half, he Kevin kind of looked back, but he probably should have kept running. He knows it, but um, I thought that was a beautiful pass. We had on the, the one pass to the to the to the to the side of the field, and the receiver turned up field before he, he had did. his hands on it. He did. Um, TJ's been out. That's ja- TJ Jasper has been out of football for about two years, and I'm very proud of him for battling back. And but he, he, again, you know, he's um, he the sky's the limit on this yeah. football team. I don't want anybody to, you know, get down, get disappointed. Defensively, we're going to correct those things. They're ta- They're more talented. They were pressing. You know, they're trying to kill everything that moves and not tackle well. Yes. And um, we did not. I mean, that receiver is unreal. Um, you know, I can't. Can't do anything about genetics. They, he was bigger than us. It is what it is. But, you know, at the end of the day, we, we got to execute. You know, we, we did not execute well um, on offense. But that's those things that we're going to correct. And defensively, uh, we got to tackle better. And we'll win ball games. You know, we're 0-1. Sucks. But, you know, hopefully we can end up being 9-1. You know, and, and then uh, yeah, and I that's was, the goal. I was telling Kevin uh, when we were talking earlier, I said this game will not have any effect on how it would be at the end of this year. That's right. You know, no no comparison whatsoever. But what game did y'all lose in your senior year? The first game. And what did you do the rest of them? We won the rest. So, you know, and that's always going to be the That's the mindset goal. I think yeah, these kids have to go with. Absolutely. We did that two years in a row, actually. <laughs> we lost to Harrison Central two years in a row my junior and senior year and then reeled off a bunch of wins. We made the South State, and then we made the State the next year. But you're right. I mean, I, I, it sucks to lose. I hate to lose. I don't ever – we work too hard to lose any game. But um, but at the end of the day, out-of-district schedule is, is to prepare you for district. And and um, we don't play soft people. We never will. Um because soft teams won't play us, you know. So it just is what it is. Um, but I don't want that either. You know, I want our kids to be te- uh, tested, and they were tested physically. Uh, they were tested by a great team that's well coached and probably going to contend for the 4A state championship. So. Yeah, I was thinking along that same line, Coach. Uh, bright spots. Uh, give me a couple of guys that played a really good game that you'd like to highlight. And, uh, you know, I, t- I talked to earlier, talked to Andre talk to Andre Crosby, Kevin Rogers, and I talked to Jack Scally. Let's go that route. Start hold on hold on that. Let's go. Let's talk about our sophomore kicker. Yeah. And uh he's special. You know, um, tell us about how you how you feel about what so he did. Starting tonight. off with Jackson. Uh Jackson had a touchback. Um he kicked he kicked well. I mean I thought his kickoffs were accurate. Um and uh and his and obviously his uh his field goal was nice. Um you know, kicked that field goal right before the half. I, he didn't miss any extra points. Uh, so, perfect so far is exactly what we need from him. He's going to be a very special talent. Um, bright spots other than Jackson, um, I would say probably Connor, you know, Jones. I've already mentioned him, but he – I don't know I don't know how many bad passes he had. I mean, but it was not – and we had a lot of drops tonight, yeah. you know, if I'm being honest. Like, with I felt like 
um, the passes that he really was he he balled out, you know, for the most part. Uh, we had he was five for eleven passing, but right off the top of my head, I mean, I, I got to watch the film, but I, I remember three drops, like flat out drops, you yeah. know. So um, I mean, so he probably should have been more like in the eight for eleven range in his first game. So. Um, you know, and, and we got to we have to be able to complete some passes. That was something that I was concerned with. You know, can we protect and can we complete some passes? Because we're good at running the football, but um, we need to at least be able to keep people honest. And I think he did that tonight. I think he showed that he could. Um, he still got some decisions, uh, decision making things that he's got to do better. But you know what? He is a he's a good kid. Got a great attitude, and he's going to show up ready to get coached. Um, and and I know we're going to get better there. Sounds like everything you've told me are things that you see that you will not have a problem trying to correct. Not at all. No, nope. you know, this is all correctable mistakes. Yep. Is what they sh- what they normally say. So yeah, see, so it's our attitude's right. We're hungry to get better. And all of it's going to trend right. We just gotta we gotta fix our mistakes, and we will. Okay, so what are you looking forward to going into this next game at Gaucher? Gaucher likes to throw the football. I think everybody knows that. Um, I'm interested in seeing the film. I haven't seen much film on them. It's mostly word of mouth. Um, so we'll get that film tonight. I know they got beat bad by Goldport. Isn't that right? 4 2 nothing. Yeah. Uh, final, so, which I don't know what that means exactly. This It's so early in the season. It's like you don't know who's good and who isn't. And you don't know who's bad and who isn't. So it's just kind of like, you know, I mean, um, it's. I just know that they're very athletic. Um, they went to South State last year, so we expect another great challenge. Um, and uh, But, you know, we welcome that. So we got we to get a wind under our belt. You know what I mean? So let's just get a win and – and um, erase this, and let's get to let's get to 500 and see what we can do. So yeah, this uh, we were we were talking about on the broadcast, and I'm, I said this is the kind of game where you want to highlight a few things, highlight a few bad things to point out, and then burn the rest. Just yeah. get it over with and move on to the next. There's no doubt. I think you know we. I don't know. Can't go out there with doubt. You know, in that first drive, we we really were like, I don't know. And then it was like the second drive, we started putting together a few first downs, and we realized, oh hey, we can we can move the football. So, um, I don't know. We just we got to come out believing in ourselves a little better. But again, that's going to be the youth, you know. And I know, you know, again, not trying to make excuses, but yeah, it's a young you know, team. It's a very young offense. You know, you know our defense is is. You know, we're just we're still we're still growing, and we will. And the, and the kids are trying to figure things out. They sure are. Yes, so, sir. well, just hang in there. Absolutely. You know, we you know I got you back. So yes, sir. And and I and I'll cover a couple people at least. So that's right. But uh, uh, you, you pre- have a lot of influence. Appreciate so. you letting me uh, come talk to the guys on Wednesday. Of course, that was a fun time. Uh, Anytime. Any any time to talk to a few warriors is is not a bad time. So well, that had a great impact on them too. You know, I I, I heard several of them saying how you know uh, what you talked about really touched them. You know, because it's you mentioned what you go through and and man, there's so many several of my kids that you know family members. And, yeah. You know, cancer touches everybody. Yeah. You know, at some point and uh, and and it really was something that resonated with them. Let them know that. You know what they're playing for is uh, is is special when that when it could be that could be taken away at any moment. You know, yeah. so your message was very well heard. So we appreciate you doing that. Hey, Thank I appreciate you. you. Uh, we'll be back here next week, talking a lot more. Yes, sir. 
points, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm down with that. So a lot more winning next week. Hopefully. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. All right, go Warriors. We're gonna talk about the black and gold all year long. That's Thank right. you, Coach Ladner. Yes, sir. Thank you. The Next Level Performing Arts Studio is celebrating 20 years of excellence in performing arts education. Founded in 2004 by the Iberville alumni Jennifer Crone Densing, TNL offers dance, music, after-school arts programs, and more. Register now to be a part of their 20th anniversary season. Classes are open to girls and boys ages 2 and up, and beginners are always welcome. Find them on Facebook or give them a call at 396 396- 2901 and take your performance to the next level. Let me talk to you. I'm back. So we're going to go into the preview here for the Gauthier Gators. Warriors, the Ivory Warriors at Gauthier Gators. Uh, the history between the teams. 17 games played between them. This will be game number 18. The Warriors are 8-9 and nine versus Gauthier. The last game they played was in 2014. Both teams coming off a week one loss. I, you know, the Gators have lost, uh, you know, had their best season in a long, in a while here last year, finishing 10 and four ranked inside of some folks top 20 at the end of the season, lost the South state to the piggy and maroon tide. So I know they still have folks, athletes there. Now they have lost their number one wide receiver, you know, in the preseason, he transferred over to Sarah Lane and mobile, but, uh, it's going to continue to be the same Gauthier team that we've seen here recently. They're going to be throwing it all over the field. <laughs> They're going to be throwing it everywhere all the time, a good portion of the time. So uh, a few keys, on my opinion, for the Warriors to win or at least to keep it close, if you will, have to sustain drives on offense. We cannot, you know, just – we can't have a three and out at crucial times or drop passes or miss – blocking assignments, that sort of thing. Those are the kind of items that get you that get you beat. Now, I will say this. The Warriors only had one turnover there in week one, which was a lot, you know, it, it def, one turnover will not hurt you, except in a game like we had against Columbia, where Columbia had zero turnovers. So, for if you're going to have one, the defense has to create one. So, offensive side of the ball, Sustained drives, blocking assignments, and we gotta we gotta take the holes that are given us if you're the running backs, and we can't drop passes. On the defensive side of the ball for the Warriors, I believe we have to improve on our tackling. Our pass defense has to tighten up a little bit. We can't let guys beyond us on the on the pass routes and not and and lose lose sight of him. And our Defensive line did a really good job last week. They just got to continue to get better and better and better. But defense will just have definitely have to step their game up with Gauthier throwing it around like they do. And we just got to continue to uh, practice to get better. All of us have to practice. I got to practice. You got to practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Yeah, so – I want you to practice at home as well. So I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, I'd like to give a quick little shout out here for our supporters and and sponsors for the 
Downville Warrior Post Game Show. Uh, it's a great bunch of folks that have helped us helped us get on the air and maintain you know this show and 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 bring it to the peeps. So uh, I'd like to thank Mark Holmes and Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers. You know, lifelong friend, former teammate. You know, his son's on the team. I appreciate you, Mark. I appreciate all you've done for me and all you do for the show. Dang's Liquor and Wine, another group of uh, warriors, Men Dang, our buddy Fung Dang. Uh, you know, Fung, played, Fung was another teammate in high school. Uh, they do they do a great job. I appreciate them jumping on and, and being a sponsor. This is year two for both Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers and Dang's Liquor and Wine. I appreciate you guys, and I thank you a lot. Thank you, man. Thank you, Fung. Next Level Performing Arts Studio. Uh, Jennifer is a former Dyerville High School cheerleader. Uh, her sister was a cheerleader at Dyerville. Her her niece, Madison, just recently graduated, was a dancer for the Dyerville Warriors. Um, and, you know, of course, Houston, her nephew is... And she also has a daughter that is on the junior high cheerleading squad and has a young young son that will eventually be on a warrior, I'm sure. But Jennifer does a great job there at her dance studio. But she also has an after-school program that you can – uh, that that kids can go to to uh you know help parents till they get off work that sort of thing and uh they just do a great job she also deals with uh singing lessons that i don't necessarily know if it's singing lessons per se but you know it is a it's not just a dance studio they do all the performing arts so the next level in one market uh jennifer thank you very much i appreciate it david Krenning, Allstate insurance uh i've known david for a while you know through 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 things at my job so david's a great guy his office is on uh highway 90 and uh ocean springs just past heading heading towards gauchet past the walmart there on the south side of 90 uh if you got all state insurance or if you need insurance go see my man david crenning all state insurance over in ocean springs thank you david and final uh one that's these guys have been special to me here lately. They helped me out a good bit. Uh, Joe Pace, Allie Pace, the whole crew at Mississippi Sea Wolves. Um, you know, I've known these. I've gotten to know these folks here a lot more here in the last year and a half, two years, with uh, hockey being back here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and uh, great family. I love to see their kids and talk to their kids. You know, Scout Piper and Will. Uh, it's, it's a great family atmosphere that, that runs this team and that's what they're trying to create at the Coliseum, you know, great family entertainment with some, with some hockey here back on the coast year two starts game one home first home game, November 18th at the Mississippi coast Coliseum. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Joe, Mississippi sea wolves. And, uh, I appreciate everyone for listening. We're going to continue to improve on this on my end. Hopefully I get better and better and better. And uh, hopefully we're looking at uh, first victory number one next week when the Warriors travel to Gauthier. So thank you all. See you at the game. I appreciate you. This is Jeremy Forehand for the Diarville Warriors postgame show on Talking Ball Y'all app.